Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. All right, tonight we'll continue in our study of the book of Revelation. We uh, began uh, last week looking at the the, uh, uh, wonderful kingdom of God that's going to be established on this earth uh, when Jesus Christ returns. And uh, we're going to take up our time there uh, once again. And I wish I had brought my glasses with me. I have to borrow these. I appreciate it. I'm fine. I'll I'll grin and bear it. Um, Revelation chapter 20 verse 11 says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat upon it, for whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened. Now what we see here is uh, after Jesus Christ comes back, He's going to establish His earthly kingdom. Uh, this is the beginning of the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. And uh, the earth will not be the same as it is today uh, because it will be uh, very different uh, because it will no longer have the presence of uh, Satan. We talked about last time we were here looking at this that uh, Satan will be bound and be thrown into uh, the bottomless pit for a thousand years and this will be the thousand year reign of Jesus Christ on the earth and we'll see uh, that that the earth will be completely different because of uh, the lack of the uh, influence of Satan upon the earth. Uh, no longer will there be the uh, Antichrist. No longer will there be the uh, uh, false prophet. Uh, no longer will there be uh, uh, the influence of sin upon the earth. It will be uh, the, uh, the kingdom of God uh, established upon the earth. So <clears throat> what's that going to look like? Well, we talked about how uh, Satan will be locked up. That, that's one aspect of it. And we also know that the earth will look different. We uh, began discussing that the last time that we were together on this. And the whole aspect of the fact that the earth will no longer be the same as it once was. Why? Well, the reason for that is is because of all the things that have been happening during uh, the book of uh, the time of the tribulation. Uh, all, all of this stuff that's happened to the earth, uh, we've seen a star fall out of the heavens and, and strike the earth. Uh, many believe that this is uh, basically uh, like an asteroid or a, a meteorite that will uh, strike the earth. The Bible says it will be a star uh, that will fall from heaven. Uh, it will uh, make a, a dramatic difference. Also, uh, in the, the book of Revelation, we've also seen a lot of different things happen to the earth as a result of 
uh, the different judgments that have fallen upon the earth. We've seen how um, a lot of the animals and a lot of the plants and a lot of the uh, oceans see a dramatic change. And we also know that uh, there'll be a a renewal of the earth. Uh, there will be uh, not only the physical changes. The Bible says that the high places will be made low, low places will be uh, made level, and, and everything will be. A, and and it's basically uh, the idea of uh, uh, everything will be made flat and easy access for Jesus Christ to to carry out His desire, His will upon the earth. Uh, you have to remember the people of this time have no concept of uh, freeways, have no concept of, of interstate uh, uh, transportation. Uh, John has never experienced uh, anything like the Autobahn or, or any of the things that we know of in modern marvels. And uh, think about what uh, we do today in our corrupt, sinful world in order to make transportation and travel easier. Uh, we, uh, we don't uh, drive our I don't drive a, a Cadillac across the the cow field in order to get from here to Camilla. Uh, if I did, it would take me five times as long as it does for me to just simply drive up Highway 19 over here up to Camilla. Because why? Well, uh, engineers and construction crews have come through and leveled out the land. I don't have to worry about uh, getting down, uh, down here to the creek and trying to drive my car down an embankment across the creek and up another embankment. Why? Because marvel of marvels, they uh, not only made it flat and level for me to drive up to it, but also there's a bridge that goes across it. Now, John is looking at uh, the new world and all the, and uh, what happened when a great uh, king would come into the land would be that they would try and smooth things out. But this is on a global scale. And Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And so uh, we see a dramatic change to the world uh, because of not interstates being uh, uh, developed or anything like that. But uh, the will of God is is molding and changing the world to what he desires not what sinful man desires and so we uh, and plus with all the wars and the battles and all the creatures and people that have died uh, we uh, we see a renewal of uh, life that is coming about we see a, a new waterway that goes from the Dead Sea to the Mediterranean Sea, creates a fertile crescent in uh, the place of Israel. And if you go to Israel today, Palestine, uh, all that area over there, you'll see a lot of sand and a lot of uh, desert and a lot of barren places. And the Bible says that all those places will develop great vegetation. There'll be great bursts of growth of, of new life. And uh, some theologians speculate that all the dead bodies and all the, uh, the creatures that have died have created like... Uh, being fertilized, uh, along with uh, others saying, well, that there uh, uh, is a different 
ecosystem completely with possibly a uh, reversion to uh, the type of, of conditions that were on the earth before the flood where uh, there was a natural watering of plants and, and things without even the need of rain. Uh, now, we understand that, uh, that in tropical locations, uh, a lot of the growth of the plants uh, creates a humid uh, type of environment that creates water out of the uh, out of the humidity in the air and creates a way for these plants to to receive water in that environment and there are others uh, there are people that believe that that's what's happening here upon the earth so all of that change is happening and we uh, and I detailed for you last time that there was dramatic changes in the kingdom of, of Jesus Christ uh, during the millennial reign and the first was is that Satan would be locked up the second is, is that uh, we is the aspect that we're going to look at today and that is is that uh, there uh, was uh, upon the earth uh, those who would become uh, uh, judges. And there were uh, thrones all about. Uh, turn with me, if you will, to Daniel chapter 7 in your Old Testament. And this, is, uh, this is the uh, text uh, of this time in the Old Testament. Daniel chapter 7. Wish I had marked all these. Daniel chapter 7. Look at uh, verse 18, if you would. Now, Daniel is, is sharing what... Uh, He is uh, seeing, and he says, uh, But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. And that I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth were of iron and his nails of brass, which devoured uh, and break in pieces and stamped the residue and with his feet. Look down at uh, verse 22. Until the Ancient of Days came, the judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. And the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Then look at verse 27. And it says, And the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is everlasting kingdom. And all uh, dominion shall serve and obey him. So in Daniel chapter 7 we see in a picture of, of what? The kingdom that uh, is in the last days and we understand that he is describing 
uh, what he is, what we're reading about here in Revelation chapter 20, and that is, is that Daniel is seeing that the thrones that are all uh, that are set up throughout the uh, the uh, earthly kingdom of God are. Uh, who's sitting upon those thrones? What did it say in those verses? Who were the people? Were y'all listening? It's one word describes them all. Saints, right. The saints. And so Daniel is describing the people that sit upon the thrones that are all throughout the new kingdom of of Jesus Christ upon the earth. And the saints are the ones that are sitting upon the throne. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's interesting. So he's referring to the saints. Who would Daniel be referring to as saints? Saints from what era? Right. When, and we typify that as the Old Testament, right? The Old Testament is before Jesus. Uh, so these are Old Testament saints that are upon the throne. Okay, turn with me to Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19. It's not just in the Old Testament that we read about this time. We read in the New Testament what Jesus says, verse 28 of chapter 19. Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, that means in the new kingdom, uh, regeneration of the earth, not the re- regeneration of our bodies, in the, re- in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of man. So what, what is this throne that he's talking about? He's talking about Revelation chapter 20, because the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, sitting on a throne. Did Jesus sit on the throne during His earthly ministry? No. Did Jesus sit on the throne after He died on the cross? No. Did Jesus sit on the throne before He ascended into heaven? No. So when is Jesus talking about Him sitting on the throne? Well, it had to be in the regeneration where He's talking about. He's talking about when in the new heaven and the new earth, that uh, in the regeneration of, uh, at the uh, millennial kingdom, the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of His glory, and you shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Who is Jesus talking to at this time? Twelve thrones? Twelve tribes? It has to be his twelve disciples, right? Okay, alright. So in Daniel, we read about uh, in this time, the thrones where the Old Testament saints are sitting upon the throne. Jesus is talking about uh, twelve thrones where his disciples are sitting upon. What about 1 Corinthians chapter 6? 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Verses 2 and 3. It says, Do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, 
Are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? Okay, so here in 1 Corinthians, the writer of 1 Corinthians is saying that they will, uh, the saints there at that time will be sitting upon thrones. So it's not just the disciples and not just the Old Testament saints, but also believers in Jesus Christ. Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Pardon, uh, that was 1 Corinthians 6, 2, and 3. Yes, and now uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Paul is writing to Timothy. i got to get that out of the way. 2 Timothy chapter 2. He's writing this letter to Timothy in chapter uh, chapter 2, verse 12. Paul says to Timothy, If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. And if we deny him, he shall deny us. So Paul says we'll reign with Jesus Christ. So the we that he's talking about are the saints, the those who accept Jesus into their heart, like he and and. Timothy. Now, First Peter chapter two. This is not not a night for me to forget my glasses. <laughs> First Peter chapter two, verse nine. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Now, is he talking about Israel? No, he's talking about those who are Christian, those who follow after Christ. You are uh, and. This is familiar language because Israel thought of themselves as a royal priesthood, a chosen nation. But uh, Peter is here referring that not to Israel, but to those who are saved. He said, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Okay, so uh, the saints are the chosen people of God, a royal priesthood, those who will uh, judge. And then in Revelation, the book of Revelation, we also have several places in which uh, uh, John uh, writes about uh, the Christians, the saints, who are uh, also judging Revelation chapter 2, verse 26, it says, And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. This is uh, uh, a promise made of Je- uh, by Jesus Christ to those who overcome. What are they overcoming? Overcoming the influence of the false prophet and the Antichrist. In chapter 3, verse 21, it says, To him that overcometh, overcometh what? The temptation to follow after the Antichrist. Will I grant to sit with me in what? My throne. 
even as I also overcame and I am set down with my Father in His throne. So uh, again, we hear about this sitting upon a throne. Look at Revelation chapter 5, verse 10. And hast made unto us, uh, uh, made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. So again, reigning with God on the earth. So uh, all these times we hear about a reigning uh, pe- people of God reigning and ruling, control uh, and making decisions. Daniel chapter. 12 verse 2 one last time into the Old Testament it says and many of them that slept in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life and some to shame and to everlasting contempt well that might be the wrong verse that I'm looking for Uh, let's see and they shall be uh, that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament and they that turn uh, many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Uh, let's see. Did I write down the wrong chapter? Anyway, we can just discard that one. Uh, several times throughout Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, we read multiple times of the saints, those who are followers of Jesus Christ, those who are holding to the promise of God. Because the Old Testament saints, did they have a Savior who died on the cross for them at that time? No. But they held the promise that God would send uh, a Messiah. And in, uh, we read in Hebrews chapter 11 about uh, the hall of faith. All those who were credited as faith. Why? Because they believed that God's... Uh, uh, a blessing of a redeemer, God's blessing of a Messiah was coming, and they held uh, that faith. And so we have here who who is going to be sitting upon the thrones. Well, first of all, we have the Old Testament saints, those who uh, followed after God and and were faithful. Uh, They will be resurrected, and they will be. ruling with Jesus Christ. Then we have the resurrected New Testament saints. We have those who uh, uh, come with Jesus as He returns on a white horse and uh, uh, brings judgment upon Satan and then uh, He establishes His kingdom and those New Testament saints who have been resurrected, those New Testament saints that are uh, people who uh, followed after Jesus Christ, the disciples. We have the New Testament saints, those who uh, were faithful to Jesus Christ, uh, faithful as uh, Christians, followers of Christ. Uh, Then it says, let me see here. In verse 4, and it says, And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and the judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded. Who are these? For the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and that which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Who are these? 
These are saints during the tribulation who followed after Jesus Christ, would not accept the mark of the beast, were martyred for their faith. These are martyrs, tribulation saints, those who either survived without uh, being uh, martyred for their faith and they are uh, not in uh, resurrected bodies. They are the souls of those who have not been resurrected as of yet. Those who are tribulation saints, those who were martyred for their faith. So we see those. And we see that uh, that God has given them a seat of honor as well. So this is how uh, the uh, the kingdom of Jesus Christ that is established, the millennial kingdom, will be. Uh, first of all, the first difference is that uh, Satan will be bound, and secondly, there will be thrones in which who are they? Uh, who are they judging now? The Bible says that they judge uh, angels and people. But what's going on here? Well, even though there is not the influence of those who are upon the earth, uh, the influence of sin upon the earth, what are there? there? There are people that have survived, right? There are people who have uh, survived all the way through the tribulation, They've not been killed by any of the judgments or any of the the calamities, the wars and all that kind of thing. And there will be people who are not followers of Christ in the millennial kingdom, even though uh, they see all the... How can you not accept Jesus Christ as your Savior if you see all of this happen? But there will be those who will have hardened hearts that will still turn away from Jesus Christ. And still, and so for a thousand years, Jesus Christ will reign and those who are saints, those who have uh, uh, served God throughout the generations, throughout the years, and tribulation saints, the New Testament saints, the Old Testament saints, will sit upon the thrones and serve as judges. And this is similar to, in our understanding, as, uh, for instance, mayors and, and governors and, and senators, uh, people that we elect in our present day. Those people uh, basically sit in authority and power over uh, our nation, uh, uh, exercising the authority given to them by the elected, uh, elected by being elected to those positions, and by the people that uh, the electorate that has put them into office. But we will be sitting. Uh, the saints will be sitting in judgment and in uh, uh, thrones as uh, with the authority of Jesus Christ, the authority of God, uh, 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 following after God's uh, Christ direction during that time. And so we see in this time a time of uh, change. Uh, Revelation 18, verse 24 says... And in her was found the blood of the prophets and the saints and all that were slain upon the earth. And so all of those who were, uh, were upon the earth, as well as in verse, uh, chapter 19, verse 2, For true and righteous are His judgments, for He, will, uh, he hath judged the great whore which 
did corrupt the earth, and with her fornication and hath avenged the blood of the servants at her hand. So what we see is uh, the judging of, of those who did evil upon the earth, the judgment of God coming upon those who uh, brought devastation and destruction upon the earth, and uh, the saints are the ones that will be sitting upon the thrones uh, bringing about that judgment. Now, we'll get into uh, more of the differences the next time we come together, Uh, but uh, this is a remaking of the earth, a a changing, and something you need to understand here. Uh, we've talked about the resurrection of the saints. We've talked about uh, the resurrection of uh, the martyrs. But there's one group of people that isn't resurrected at this time. Have you ca- caught that yet? Well, that's who would be resurrected. Uh, but who, who specifically... Uh, you're close. You're real close. Who would be dead other than the saints? Who's dead other than those who are followers of Christ? The sinners, right, exactly. All those who have sinned, there's not, there's not been a resurrection of them yet. There'll be a second resurrection coming, uh, but they, uh, they will not be resurrected during the thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ. Uh, they have not yet seen that resurrection yet. But that's coming, and we'll see that in the coming uh, days as, as we continue our study of this, uh, learning all of the differences of what's happening. But we see it, and we'll see also that this is not the final form of the earth and heaven. There will be a new heaven and a new earth because Christ will, after the thousand years and after uh, Satan is loosed upon the earth for a period of time, and after the final uh, judgment of Satan and, and being placed into the lake of fire, the Bible says that, that God destroys all that is, uh, the heavens and the earth, and creates a new heaven and a new earth. And that's what is in Revelation chapter 21 uh, that is coming, or the end of uh, Re- Revelation chapter 22, excuse me, at the end of the book of Revelation. That's coming, but this is a, this is almost like a healing period of time for the heavens and the earth. A intermediary period of time between the, influence, the painful influence of sin and the new heaven and the new earth. But it's also giving those who are still lost an opportunity for salvation as well. During a thousand years, they're given an opportunity and there will be an opportunity for Satan to influence them as well for them to fall away. How, you say, how can they uh, not choose Jesus during the time where Jesus is, is ruling the earth? Well, that's where Satan comes in at the end. That's why he's loose for a period of time so that they would be finally able to make a decision how they were live through all eternity. So there's a lot more to come. It's swiftly coming to an end. It's coming quickly, uh, but we still have more to study about this. Uh, and isn't it wonderful to see all the things that, that we've been looking forward to all this time coming about in this small section of Scripture in Revelation chapter 20. For... 
generations, thousands of years, the Israelites have been uh, talking about, and and I find this mind blowing to me. All that the Israelites wanted in Jesus Christ, the first time He came, He's bringing the second time He comes. The Messiah that they wanted Jesus to be, the first time He came, as a lowly servant, a lowly. A sacrifice for us to die on the cross, Jesus is in the second time He comes. When He comes the second time, He's not coming as the suffering servant. He's coming as the ruling king. That's what they wanted when He came the first time. He's, uh, he, they wanted Him to destroy all the, the evil on the earth, all the opponents of Israel. The first time, He didn't do that. He destroyed sin, the true evil. But the second time He comes, He's destroying all the enemies of Israel, all those who are enemies of God. They wanted Him to set up an eternal kingdom upon the earth the first time. And here we read about Him setting up His thousand-year reign upon the earth, the precursor to the... the, uh, eternal kingdom that will come uh, and to uh, allow them to rule as uh, as rulers upon thrones. This is what's happening here. It's really amazing to see. I, I, love, I love doing this study and I appreciate the opportunity that you've given me. Let's join together for prayer as we close our time. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we thank You. We praise You for Your great love. We thank You for the fact that You are all that You've said that You would be and all that uh, we have desired You've brought about in our lives. And Lord, we praise You. We thank You uh, for Your great abundance of uh, grace and love that allows us to have the opportunity at salvation and forgiveness. Lord, we pray that You would help us to be uh, to quickly reach those who are lost because the end is coming. A day of judgment is coming and a time of, of not being able to uh, make a decision for Christ is coming. Lord, we need to share the gospel with those who are lost so that they would know uh, you as Savior and Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.